You guys, hi, I'm Charlie Bleeker. And I'm Sam Bleeker. And this is Bleeker Bombs, a podcast where we talk about all our struggles, marital, parental, financial, and personal. Let's do this. Welcome back. I'm here with Sam, and I think it's safe to say that the podcasting honeymoon phase is over. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The first two weeks, I felt like I was really aware of when we were arguing and then was able to, we were able to de-escalate, both of us, de-escalate the situation and kind of minimize the argument or, or minimize the length of the argument. And this week, that just, it did not help us. So we, we, uh, we had a big argument this week and it lasted a while. And knowing that we were going to record it did not stop anything from happening. <laughs> yep. And we had multiple small arguments as well. Yeah, it was a rough week. I know, like, there's this weird self-awareness now when we're arguing that I know we're going to talk about it. And like I said, even though even though it didn't stop it from happening, there's still this, like, accountability. I feel like, oh, I'm going to have to, like, once this is over, because I know, like, eventually we will resolve it and it will be okay. I do know that. But then I have to then talk about it for other people to hear. And that makes me feel very vulnerable and I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny you say that because I think you give me the benefit of the doubt or maybe that's the like the wrong phrase here, but you're so much kinder to me in terms of the arguments that you at least for the first two episodes have brought up on this podcast they've been not in my favor but i think you realized that you were um not wrong per se but um that you could have handled it a little better and i mean obviously so could i but like the it's certainly not by design i mean (laughs) i'm not trying to make you look good trust me i just those are the the i guess the arguments that stood out to me that week and they're the they were bigger so they felt like more more relevant and more real yeah well i had a realization this week for me it was a really hard week in a lot of aspects like not only arguing with us but just in like my professional pursuits it was it was a challenge you want to give us a little insight so i launched as you alluded to i launched a hedge fund in September of last year and the early results have not been strong. I mean, I'm underperforming. It's like a long-term oriented strategy, so it's not the end of the world. And um, normally I wouldn't think anything of it, but from a fundraising perspective, they're like, I, I really believe in the concept of momentum. And so I've lost a lot of that momentum and it's just, you want to start out of the gates strong. And I haven't done that so been a little bit stressed there was one instance this week where i was really embarrassed and this podcast kind of like saved me (laughs) um so you were looking after george and i was preparing the turkey burgers that we were gonna have later that night it called for uh cilantro and you had what no i'm glad you're bringing this up (laughs) yeah well i have to start bringing some of the ones where i'm at fault okay great but um but you had accidentally um purchased culantro i'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it but well it's spelled c-u right lantro 
Um, well, cilantro is C-I. Right. Sin. So I was just overemphasizing <laughs> the U so that people could decipher between cilantro and culantro. Got it. In any event, I said, oh, you got culantro. Uh, what is that? Or something. And you said like, I don't know, whatever. It's the same thing. <laughs> and I kind of like was chuckling and I was like, sure. Yeah. It's like, it's not a big deal. Like, but we're either going to use it if it's similar and in, in the same family or we're not going to use it. And our turkey burgers are going to be just fine without cilantro or culantro. And now I didn't articulate this, but for me, it wasn't a big deal at this point. Um, although I'm sure like I kind of snapped back a little bit, but then I'm trying to Google it and my phone's Wi-Fi wasn't working. And this has been a recurring issue, which is so frustrating because we have this like high end home Wi-Fi set up that like these networking guys set up for us. So I was perturbed to say the least. And then I took that frustration out on you and I really snapped at you. And to your credit, you didn't snap back. You took George upstairs and separated yourself. And so now I'm down here making these stupid turkey burgers <laughs> thinking if we talk about this, scenario on the podcast i'm gonna be mortified <laughs> so as soon as you came back downstairs i was able to apologize and did. realize that i was taking my frustration out in other areas of my life on you and i feel like that happens a lot where if i'm overloaded with stress or um anxiety with work or something goes wrong in the house that i have to deal with and i don't want to deal with it Unfortunately, you get the brunt of that frustration, and so I'm going to try to uh, to not take it out on you going forward. Thank you, I appreciate it. And last night, after we like finally were in a good place, you were kind of realizing like, oh, I wonder if you know maybe you're not being patient with me because you're eight months pregnant, and I'm just like, yeah, you think maybe, <laughs> and maybe not. I don't know, but like, could you just give me a little bit of a uh, little bit of grace here? <laughs> <laughs> yep, very fair, very fair. <laughs> All right, so I guess we have to talk about this fight that we had. I'm not really looking forward to this, but so here was the argument. This past week, I was just in a lot of pain. Just I like, thought you were going to go into labor. I know. I did, too. I panicked. Uh, I packed a hospital bag already because it just felt different than last pregnancy. I felt all this pressure in my belly. I felt like I could barely walk. And so I just decided one night, I'm going to take a bath. And Sam said to me before, like a couple hours before I was doing it, like, just make sure that it's not too hot because, you know, when you're pregnant, you can't take... A hot bath you can only take like a lukewarm bath and I kind of just rolled my eyes like yeah 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 I know I can't take a hot bath so I am about to get in the bath I'm like standing in the bathtub and Sam comes in and no uh, well, hold on <laughs> you had just put George so our bedtime routine with George is I started I feed him I read a couple of books but then you take over and you do the brunt of it and you get him down and at around 6 45 you usually come down and I say how was he and um, and then we go from there here. You had told me that after he goes to bed, you're going to get right in the bath. And so I heard you getting the bath ready. So I wanted to just check on you because I knew you were in pain. I wanted to see how you were. I wanted to see how he was and just check in. Right. So that's why I was coming in. Right. Okay, great. So you come in and you put your hand in the water and you're like, that's way too hot. And I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe it's a little hot. I'll add some cold water. You didn't say that. What did I say? 
I said, that's way too hot. Let me go get the thermometer. That is not what happened. No? No. What, what happened? You, you might have said that's way too hot, but the thermometer did not come into play for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> we're like in the, if anybody's seen the show, The Affair, where <laughs> there's like one factual chain of events that happened, but the show brilliantly like shows it from two different perspectives and it's remembered in two totally different right so let's just say it doesn't really matter if we talked about the thermometer yet so i kind of downplay it i'm like okay whatever i'll add cold water to it i do i add some cold water to it long story short sam is getting really frustrated with me because i have no idea how hot the temperature is how hot the water is and i don't actually know what the temperature is supposed to be like I know it's like something like it has to be below 100, I'm thinking. But I'm just like, I just want to take a bath and I think that I can just feel like, oh, this isn't too hot. I can sit in this. So I say, or he says, it doesn't matter. Somebody goes to get the food thermometer. The and instant read. read. Instant read yeah. thermometer. And he puts it in the tub and it's 105 degrees. <laughs> so it's too hot. And I keep adding cold water until we get down to 98 degrees. No, 99. 99 degrees 99 and during this whole time we're just fighting because sam is like just can't believe that i that he checked in with me about this and i did nothing to make him feel like it was a big deal i did nothing to make sure that the temperature was right and instead of telling him that and saying like it was a big deal, I kind of just tried to downplay it and say like, it's fine. I wouldn't have gotten in. I can add cold water to it. Um, but that was kind of beside the point. And I think that at this point, I just felt like I couldn't say, and this happens a lot in our arguments, I felt like no matter what I said, he was going to be mad. And that there was no writing it. He was just pissed off and he was just going to be pissed off for the rest of the night. When you say, like, there was nothing you can say, all I wanted to hear was that you either felt it was a big deal or you knew that I felt strongly about it so that you would pay attention to Mm -hmm. it. So Sam leaves the bathroom, and I'm left to take this bath finally. And I'm just pissed off now because (laughs) I was really looking forward to this freaking bath, and I just wanted to relax. And now I'm just, like, sulking and annoyed that i can't enjoy this lukewarm bath which by the way if you're pregnant i just want you to know that a 99 degree bath is really not hot (laughs) it's like it's really not that warm at all (laughs) so (laughs) you should test it so i come downstairs and i know that i'm wrong in this situation but i'm also still mad at him so i do the thing that you're not supposed to do which is say like I don't even think I said, um, did I say I'm sorry? I don't think I did. I think I just said like, it was a big deal to me and it is important and I should have checked. I should have made sure and I will next time. But, and then I threw in the butt and said, you know, you, I believe my words were, you made me feel like a piece of garbage human. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that really (laughs) triggered Sam because, um, well, I don't know. You can say why it triggered you. Well, I would like to think I don't treat you <laughs> like a garbage piece of human. Uh, 
<laughs> what was the word? Piece of garbage human. Piece of garbage human. Uh, yeah. And so I was really trying to check in with myself. Like, did I treat her unfairly? I also like still didn't think I got super angry. Mm-hmm. Like I was frustrated, but I don't think I was angry. And yeah, so I guess I just felt like sad. And I, like, if you really think that I... Or if I really make you feel like a... Um, you said we have bigger problems. Then. We do. <laughs> and I said it just like that. <laughs> and then, and then you, eventually Sam called me out and said like, do you think that you just feel that way about yourself? And, and I did. I felt partially like I fucked up and that I just felt like a irresponsible mom. And like, I, I should have, I should have done better and that it wasn't worth the risk. And so then I was beating myself up and then mad at him for like making me aware of it. And so that was part of it. Cause then I start to feel more vulnerable and, and I, and I hate the way it feels. I eventually just said, well, I'm sorry for, what did I say? Do you remember? No, it was actually a really sincere and genuine apology. It was. It was. Like- I'm sorry for me. Like, I don't know for not checking the water temperature when I knew it was important to you or, or it was something. That, well, not it's just important to you. I said it was yeah, important. Right. It made me feel really good. And I said, thank you. And then like, as I'm and then taking I said, a breath, you're welcome. <laughs> you said you're welcome. And then as I'm taking like a breath thinking where this is behind us and we're going to now be able to get past it. You get up, you storm into the bedroom and you go to bed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because apologizing felt like I just hated doing it even though I like knew I meant it but like I just didn't want to be in the room with you anymore because I made you feel like a garbage piece of human piece of garbage human (laughs) but no because I felt so vulnerable and I didn't feel connected to you even though we were like even though I felt like it was being resolved I just felt like uh, too raw and I I just wanted to get away. Yeah, which is, it's it, it, we've never had that happen before. Usually when one of us apologizes, mm-hmm. it's like we both take an exhale and we're able to give each other like a nice long hug and say, I hate fighting. And, um, mm-hmm. and so this was, this caught me off guard. Yeah. So then the next day I was still angry, I guess, just because I was just, by being vulnerable i was just uh, i don't know it's just hard to be wrong and it's hard to feel like you see me differently or like you're disappointed in me and so then it doesn't feel like we're on the same page and so when i feel like that i tend to shut down and close myself off yeah and just so you're aware like I wasn't disappointed in you or I didn't think anything different of you. It was more that I just wanted to make sure that if I feel strongly about something, you're willing to consider that perspective. Yeah. Well, and and I do. Right. We ended up having another argument and, and we don't have to go into details of that. I, I just like kind of did that thing where I shut down and just tr- don't want to even talk about it. And you said, well, you know what's going to happen if you do that, but you don't know what's going to happen if you try and talk to me about it. And it's like I never thought about it that way Mm. because 
the way I've always protected myself is to just shut down. And usually if I'm shutting down, it's because I'm waiting for you to apologize or I'm like, I feel like it's so obvious that I'm hurting and that you should do something to make it better. I don't want to try and talk to you about it because I don't feel like the fight, I don't want the fight to continue. So I'd rather just not talk. But it was just like a light bulb moment where it was like, oh, you're right. I don't know how it will go if we talk about it and if I continue to like just tell you how I'm feeling. But I thought that by not talking about it, it would be easier, but it's harder. Like if in the moment it feels easier because I don't have to deal with it. Right. But then we're not talking and that sucks. It's kind of like staying with a shitty job that you just hate. Right. Because it's easier to stick with like the known thing, but it's scary. Like even though you know you're going to be miserable mm-hmm. every day, but it's scary to quit and jump into this open sea where you don't know what happens. Right. So anyway, that was just uh, um, something that I realized later is kind of just trusting you more and trusting that I can really voice my feelings and we can work through things if I'm willing to talk about them. Yeah. Then we finally got to a place where it was like getting better, but this happens a lot too where it's like verbally we've resolved it, but I'm still like just got a chip on my shoulder well but we both do yeah and the body language is still like closed a little bit and we're still um got our walls very much up right even though we both know that it's over and we're both looking forward to like right getting to the other side yeah (laughs) but so anyway so we're in this (laughs) this um kind of like dance that we do and we're sitting in the chairs where we are now in the library and it's been quiet for a while. We're both waiting for the other one to like either get up and give the other a hug <laughs> or like say something in like a really um, soft or generous tone. Mm-hmm. And instead, I hear my lovely wife over here snoring. <laughs> <laughs> and now, to be fair, she is eight months pregnant, <laughs> but <laughs> I was very much caught off guard. I didn't think I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> I knew I was really tired, but but then later, and you said, and you do this sometimes after we fight, and then we kind of like just aren't talking for the, are you going to be mad for the rest of the day? And I say it to you too. <laughs> I said, no. I was like, you just stopped talking to me earlier, and you were like, uh, you were snoring. <laughs> I was like, no, I was not, but I guess you wouldn't lie about that. It actually was like the perfect way to put a bow on this because we were both able to laugh. and like just move past it so anyway like so obviously we fought a lot this week but i am so thrilled that i am in a partnership with you where i feel like even in the midst of battle um that we're gonna get to the other side and we both even though sometimes we can have chips on our shoulder will ultimately like tear the walls down and be vulnerable with one another i think oh Many couples go through these kinds of things. Um, I hope so. (laughs) 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 But it's nice to be able to talk openly about it. Right. 
All right. I think we can sufficiently move on from this. Yeah. And move on from a week of, uh, of arguments and yeah. into a week of just marital bliss. Love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to go into our parent struggle of the week. Our current nanny got COVID. So we were so paranoid and uh, we took at-home tests on Friday or Saturday? Mm-hmm. Friday. Friday. I w- was hot and sweaty and I just was feeling tired and just thinking, and I was so worried about getting COVID and, and I'm sure other people aren't this worried about COVID, but you know, I was, I've been pregnant twice through COVID. And so I've, it, it, the two of us have become even more homebodies than, than we were before COVID happened because of the pregnancies. And, well, and in, in the interim of your pregnancies, we had an infant. Right. And it's there's so, just there's just too many unknowns for us to risk anything. Well, especially cuz we have the massive luxury of not having to risk. Right. Like we both work from home. Um we can a lot of people don't get the choice. I know. Um so we're f- super fortunate right. in that respect, but it also has made us like on the super cautious end of the spectrum. Right. So Sam was feel also feeling achy that day. Of course I was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we took these tests. They were negative. We were fine. We, yeah. And it's now Monday night and we are feeling totally fine. So our current nanny works Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays in the mornings. And she is not vaccinated. <laughs> uh I'm laughing because I like don't want to be judged by people listening and I feel irresponsible that we hired somebody who's not vaccinated. Now we hired her after we had both been vaccinated. And it was like that one month stretch where, where you, we, we were, we actually we, we, went to like a bar yeah, and we weren't wearing masks. Yeah. Where we thought if you were vaccinated, it, it was very low probability that you would actually contract it. Right. And with George, he was he had gotten all of his vaccinations and was at this age where we felt better about him, you know, being around more people. So we hired this girl. Uh, She was recommended by like a neighborhood neighborhood group on Facebook. And we really liked her. And we did not even ask if she was vaccinated. Right. But and then by the even now, I'm not sure it matters as much. Like I, I know in the beginning of all this, our doctors were saying like I wouldn't let anyone in the house that's not vaccinated, and then especially with like a, a baby or and then a newborn. But it just seems like you can get COVID if you're vaccinated or not. You can transmit COVID if you're vaccinated or not. And so like I'm not even sure if it makes a difference at this point. Regardless. We knew that once the new baby comes, we need to have a, a nanny who is fully vaccinated. And we needed somebody more than she could work because she could only work three days a week in the mornings. Mm-hmm. So we've been looking for a new nanny. And it, I hate finding a new nanny. It's so stressful. And we got really spoiled with our first nanny, Heather, who we've mentioned before. She was just so wonderful. And the thing about her that I loved so much was that I felt so comfortable with having her be with George. Where, like, for example, when he finishes a meal, I would prefer with Heather to for me to clean up and her stay with George because I, I just love the way that she is with him. Whereas any other nanny that's been here, 
I want them to clean up and I want to just be with George because I want to spend that time with him. Yeah. And we just haven't found somebody that's perfect. It's similar to how I've approached jobs in the past where I'm working in a restaurant and I am just like, it's good enough. I don't feel like going through the process of finding another restaurant, of training, and then of hopefully liking it better there. Because what if I don't? So I would always just stay in a restaurant job because it was easier to just stay in it than to find something else. And I kind of feel like that with the nannies. We just interviewed and sort of hired somebody who just started last week one day. Oh, we hired her for a trial. Run. Yeah. And she is fine. But there's just like little things that like bother me. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a, a huge fan, as you know. Um, and it's funny. It, it feels so petty when I say it out loud. But and we're both from the Northeast and she is so Jersey. Yeah. And that's where you grew up. Right. Um, but it's just like her whole vibe and disposition is cold. She said something to George at one point. She said, don't look at me like that yeah. or something. And I was just like, he's one. <laughs> don't tell my son not to look at you a certain way. He's a baby. It's interesting because on the one hand, we, one of all, like the things we feel strongly about is we don't want, to have excessive baby talk around our kids. Right. But on the other hand, I'm not sure I want this excessive, like, stoicism. Sarcastic. Sarcasm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, around our kids either. I know. It's hard. And our current nanny that we really like, who's not vaccinated, <laughs> she, and, that you know, we tell them when they start, no baby talk. And, and she, to her credit, said, oh, my God, that's really hard. Right. And she does baby talk all the time. All the time. <laughs> but also when she's talking to us, I feel she like does. she's baby talking. She does. So I think it's just like maybe her nervous thing. I don't know. But like so there is an example where that's a nitpick that I can easily get over. If she was, um, if she was vaccinated and had more availability. Oh, yeah. We would have her in I a really second. I really like her a lot yeah and I think another reason why I really like her is because I enjoy spending time with her mm -hmm. and the thing is is like you said we're home and because of George's struggles with swallowing food we're still doing meal times with him with her so we're all together so there's a lot of time where we're just kind of hanging out and so I want to feel comfortable and like like we have good conversation. I mean, we don't have to like be best friends, but you know, it's there, it's something to take into consideration that you get along with your nanny and not just that. Cause I was, I kept saying to you after she left, George took to her pretty well, but we need to take to her well too. Right. Yeah. It was funny after she, the, the new nanny, after she left, I was like, absolutely not. And I feel like you were like, yeah, it was George took to her and like you were trying to see the glass I was trying half to convince full. myself. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as I said it out loud and you knew it, you were just so bummed. <laughs> I was. You were just like, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, because then it's like, oh, I got to go back on care.com and like sift through these applicants, which it's so hard to find someone that you actually like and then and then for it to actually work. Right. Yeah, but it's like it's like finding a job, as you said. It's like dating. It's right. like anything. You can't settle, and you have to just trust 
that if you or finding a therapist like you have to trust that if you put in yeah. the reps and the work and you'll you'll eventually find a really good fit it just may take a while and yeah it's, i mean especially since it all falls on you it's like it's um it's not fun by any means and i guess i feel bad when we interview someone and then they come over for like a trial or whatever and then to not hire them i i really struggle with like I'm putting them out, even though we're paying them for their time. I, I don't know why. I think that's something that I just need to. It's human nature. It's the same reason why people hate the responsibility of firing people. Right, right. It's, it just sucks. Yeah. no other way to put it. We're mm. breaking up with someone. It's like, it's not a fun thing. All right, you want to transition to our last segment? Yes. Okay, so you had this idea. Why don't you preview... Oh, yes. Uh, new segment. I'm calling this a Sam surprise where Sam brings up something to talk about that we haven't planned in advance. So I, I have no idea what's in store for us right now. Yeah. So I, I, I like the segment a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking about it today because I really had no ideas and it's been like a heavy week. So I wanted to end on a little bit of a lighter note. We both like Ramit Seti a lot and he has this concept of a, a rich life. Right. And it's just something we've talked about a little bit together. But as I was thinking about it today, I'm not sure I fully know like what your answer for your rich life is. And so I wanted to just ask you, what is your rich life? My rich life would be having multiple properties. We might have this house plus a house on the beach plus a house in Long Beach, California. And maybe somewhere abroad. <laughs> That's a rich life, huh? Um, I, I love the idea. I mean, I love traveling, the idea of traveling, but also I hate traveling. So I think if we have like home bases, it'll be easier to, to travel more. Mm. For me, that sounds great in theory, but then I'm thinking about like all of the just the overhead, not from a monetary standpoint, but from a work standpoint. And it's like when something goes wrong here, it's like right. stressful. Yeah. And if to have like four places. Also, how big would all of these places be? I mean, because we also realize we need like space. Right. Especially with kids. I haven't really thought this through. Okay. Well, tell me, what's your rich life? I, well, I think we're pretty close to living it. There would be a few new, which is funny considering how stressed out I get at all times. Um, <laughs> but for me, I think a house on the beach, like our current house, but on the, like actually on the beach would be one component of it. And then yes, traveling is stressful, especially when you don't have all your stuff, but like, so it would be nice to go to a house that you own with all of your stuff. But I think I could get over that. Yeah. And I think I could settle in if we rented a really nice house in Long Beach, California for a month, like I would be able to settle. Yeah. So for me, it would just be like a, a beautiful home base on the beach, whether it's in Wilmington or Maui or Miami, like one of those places where it's a great climate. And then just having more control over my schedule from a from a work standpoint, I still feel like my schedule is not entirely my own. Mm -hmm. Like So I alluded to these administrative struggles I'm having. Like if I was truly living my rich life. I would be outsourcing all of this. Mm -hmm. So beautiful hot home base house on the beach, be able to travel and spend months in other places, but not necessarily own the properties. 
Yeah. And then outsource to nannies and service providers and other professionals the work that stresses me out. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Plus delicious wine. Maybe a chef couple nights a week oh my god now we're talking <laughs> yes a private chef see oh my god this is fun this is a good um what is it called sam's what sam's a uh, sam surprise sam surprise this was fun I, I like that we ended on this now we're dreaming now we're dreaming i just want to say we're, we're talking about our rich life but I, and like you said, you already feel like we're pretty close. I, I think we do have a rich life and I feel really lucky that we have our, that we're living this life. So I, you know, it's fun to just dream big and like, you know, think, you know, what could we do and what would we do? But I'm pretty happy with where we are. Couldn't have said it better myself. Okay. Well, we did it. We, we got through uh, a rough week and it feels good to end it with this podcast and and talk through everything and get back on the same page. Agreed. <laughs> See you all next week. <laughs>